1: Uh, Ixha officers with PNG police came inside the compound and uh, threw out our remaining water. Uh, Their plan was to make a fight between refugees and PNG police, but we didn't fight because we are smart and we are completely peaceful. According to their statement, uh, less than 20 hours, they are going to use force to take us out of
2: the detention. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. Bringing us into the show, we were hearing an audio message from Kurdish refugee Mustafa Azamitabar. He's 31 and he's been detained on Manus Island for four years now. Um, we've seen so much media footage of the disgusting and horrific conditions that uh, Manus Island um, has just d- 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 deteriorated to. Um, we've seen so much uh, community outrage. We've seen uh, um, secret footage smuggled out, um, whistleblowers um, calling out what's going on over there, um, even senators from the Australian Parliament going across to bear witness to the, uh, the horrible shame that is happening on Manus Island as we speak. Um, today we wanted to talk about, uh, um, about what's happening over there, but also about um, what we can do uh, to take action to make sure that we uh, stop this outrage that is happening in our name as Australians. And joining me in the studio today is um, Tori Ball, who is an activist with Whistleblowers Activists and Citizens Alliance. Um, good morning, Tori. Uh, so, um, I've put your mic live now this time. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> so, um, so, what's happening at the moment? Have you heard any updates?
0: Um, so, it seems like over the weekend, as far as I could see... The situation hasn't really changed. There's still over 400 men um, under siege in the Manus Detention Centre. And, yeah, as of Friday, yeah, the PNG authorities um, emptied all of the water that they had been saving for themselves. So still trying to starve them out, which is really concerning.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. I've heard people describe this as a siege. Um, yeah. It really is, isn't it?
0: It's To me, it's like an open act of war. Like, obviously, the whole immigration policy is really abusive but this to me yeah, is, a, is a really kind of open and aggressive act yeah mm.
2: sure so you're part of a group called whistleblowers activists and citizens alliance um and many listeners um may recall throughout dirt radio uh, we've interviewed many different activists on on quite a few different issues um from the alliance um can you just briefly outline for us who are the who is wacker <laughs>
0: Good question. Um, I guess to me, they're they're my friends, but the the people that are really concerned about various issues. um, I got involved with WACA during the climate protests in Paris in 2015, um, and we've campaigned on various stuff to do with refugees, uh, climate change, but also militarism um, is a field that I'm also particularly concerned about. And yeah, pretty much people that just want to get active on things that they want to see changed. Mm.
2: And get active um, you mm. have. Um, it really is uh, mind-blowing to imagine the amount of logistics and mm. organising and things for the number of actions that um, that are attributed to the Whistleblowers, Activists and Citizens Alliance. Mm. Um, on this particular issue, um, why is it so important to take action like you do?
0: Yeah, I guess because... I guess the, the concept of the society we live in is that our government is meant to represent us and when they're so clearly not, we actually have to reinforce the fact that we have a voice and that our voice must be heard and that our what we have to say has power and so we have to, uh, like take a very strong position and often you actually have to, in a sense, kind of interrupt business as usual to make a point and get into the media and talk about these things and change the conversation.
2: Mm. And there is, I mean, there is still a lot of um, traditional in-track kind of activism going on. Mm. I mean, we write letters, we call politicians and things like that. So this sort of escalatory action, um, do you think it is effective?
0: I believe so. I like to believe so. <laughs> That's how I do it. Yeah, but it definitely is um often like taking a really strong and public position allows people that don't have as much capacity to to take that kind of radical position to add add to that conversation and kind of lean more influence in a certain kind of direction. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, notably, the actions um, around Manus Island kind of happened as the situation was unfolding. Mm. I mean, it's been over 100 days now of uh, the men um, on Manus engaging in protests. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, an action happened out the front of uh, the Victorian Parliament Mm. um, involving a cello. Can you talk us through what happened there?
0: Yeah, so that for us was... That was a really kind of hard moment coming up to that that time because that's when we knew that the contracts were going to end with Wilson security on Manus Island and we really didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously now we've seen that there's a siege happening. But at that point it was really, um, it was about bearing witness um, and so we actually mm-hmm. were lucky enough to have a piece of music performed by Biruz who's the Iranian Iranian journalist on Manus, and we asked a very brave and capable cellist to come and perform it for us and yeah so there was maybe 40 or 50 of us and we very calmly took the intersection uh, in front of Parliament House in Spring and Burke Street and held the space in a very kind of somber manner and performed the music to kind of help people understand that there is like a human connection that we're trying to maintain <laughs> to these people um, but that our current policy is like trying to break that and trying to teach us that we don't have any connection or humanity to these people that are in detention.
2: For sure. And it was a really visually striking um, action with uh, the 40 or so people you were describing standing around in a circle holding red ribbons Mm. into a a little kind of dish, I suppose, (laughs) that um, the cello was was in the middle of the intersection blocking the the cars and the traffic, Mm. um, playing that beautiful piece of music. Um, Mm. How do ideas like that come up?
0: Mm, yeah, a lot of conversations I guess. Uh yeah, and very much uh we're very lucky that now we're working with more and more people that bring in these quite creative and artistic ideas. And actually, the, I think some of the people that were helped us make that kind of construction for the for the ribbons and, and organize all those logistics is the artist Committee and their group of uh, artists and concerned citizens that have started collaborating with WACA on issues around refugees, which is really great. But really, it is often just chatting and chatting and chatting and coming up with things that have really strong symbolic and visual um, significance, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so important to really have a good think about uh, what the action will look like because it's really the visual elements are such an important part of mm. uh, communicating the messages that are going out. And that one was particularly quite moving. Um, yeah. We'll be posting up some photos on the Dirt Radio Facebook page, um, courtesy of Wacker, mm. um, to, uh so people can have a look at some of these actions. And, of course, check out um, Whistleblowers, Activists, and Citizens Alliance on Facebook to see more. Mm. Um, and there is so much more. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps right now in the studio just thinking, just in the last two weeks, the number of, amazing actions that have unfolded um melbourne cup
0: yeah <laughs> what a wild time <laughs> the first and only time i think i'll probably go maybe next year who knows
2: <laughs> so yeah. um there mm. were multiple actions some of them uh, attributed to whistleblowers activists and citizens alliance others mm. not yeah. um so they're really like uh, like you know like it's not just one group acting mm. with a central control it's kind of a lot of people just doing their own thing isn't
0: it absolutely and I think that's what's so exciting because um, yeah so I was there um I think our action was trying to contribute to the the storm but we were trying to do something that's quite difficult we were trying to run onto the field during the national anthem which is like a really hard thing to do obviously at the Melbourne Cup so ours didn't get into the limelight, but I think the like the kind of, yeah, the constellation of things happening simultaneously, and, and so obviously the people getting up on the crane and doing a banner drop was extremely effective, as well as the individuals that put the car onto the train tracks to stop the train coming. So, yeah, that was really exciting to be in that space and to realise that there was all of these things happening and I didn't actually know who was behind them all. And it's like, actually, this is our community just coming together and and all understanding that this is an opportunity where there's a lot of media and it needs to be going in the direction of Manus because that's obviously where the um, discussion needs to be in this crisis, yeah. Mm,
2: For sure. And, you know, uh, for listeners who uh, maybe didn't catch um, the actions at Melbourne Cup, there was a... Rather large banner, um, mm. put up a crane that looked scarily high oh, up in the air. I'd
0: love to get up that high. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine the view would have been spectacular up yeah. there. Um, two very capable mm. uh, young women um, who both are professional climbers, as mm. I understand, um, went up the crane and hung it up there. And I believe the... Um, The uh, CFMEU allowed the banner to stay up for a couple of days afterwards,
0: which was very cool. Oh, that's wonderful!
2: Um, And so that that was hanging over the top of the Flemington Raceway uh, for uh, most of the well, for all of the Melbourne Cup. Um, It went up pretty early. Um, Also, um, some individuals, as I understand, not associated with Wacker. Uh, uh, put a, a car across the uh, a train line mm. which um, stopped people getting there and disrupted the flow of the event. Mm. Um, and the car was um, painted with slogans and I can't remember what they said.
0: It said, Human liberation, animal liberation, evacuate menace. Oh, beautiful.
2: Yeah. So a bit of intersectional... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah messaging going on there and that was quite effective as well and it really um dominated in the in the media coverage as well like you know like it really hit hard and and reached a lot of people who maybe don't feel that there's a way for them to express themselves about the Mm. the outrage that is happening on on Mm. Manus Island at the moment
0: absolutely absolutely and I actually think that uh It's like in in the moment, uh, particularly when my friends and I were trying to do what we were doing, uh, the punters were not so receptive. But I actually think that if they knew what we were talking about, they maybe wouldn't have been so uh, upset about about us trying to interrupt their activities. Because definitely, um, one of the security people that uh, took us away actually found Wacker on Twitter the next day and was like, Oh, I didn't realize what you were protesting. I actually really support that, and thank you. And I'm sorry I had to do what I do, because obviously, like not everyone that runs works for a security company is a bad person. Like mm. he really cared, um, and so yeah, I think that it was. Uh, people are always kind of like, I think they have a kind of this natural. Um, a kind of negative reaction to to that kind of stuff. But hopefully after the fact, they kind of think a bit more about it and realise that it was actually worthwhile what we were doing, even though we, you know, interrupted the special day.
2: (laughs) Sure. So I'm chatting with Tori Ball from the Whistleblowers, Activists and Citizens Alliance. You're listening to Dirt Radio. I'm your host, Phil Evans. And we're just going to listen to a community service announcement and we'll talk more with Tori when we get back.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. The Solidarity and Defence Fund is a democratically controlled fund that materially supports activists who are facing legal sanctions or other problems due to their stand against injustice and oppression. All contributors who pledge at least $5 a month can take part in collectively making decisions about how the fund is used. Your contributions support and grow movements for social justice and defend activists in the fight for a better world. For more information or to join, go to patreon.com forward slash Solidarity Fund. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Solidarity Fund. A 3CR supporter. Hello,
2: this is Dan Salton and you're listening to 3CR Blackfellow Radio, Melbourne. That's right. You're listening to 3CR, 855 AM on the dial. Don't change it. If you uh, ever want to listen online, you can jump online to 3cr.org.au forward slash listen. And while you're there, think about um, becoming a subscriber because it is so important to support community radio and the different voices that you hear um, on stations like 3CR. And of course, if you become a subscriber, you can get involved in running the station or perhaps even get involved in a show and host just like I do, and so many more. Um, We've been chatting um, this morning with Tori Ball, who is from the Whistleblowers, Activists and Citizens Alliance, and we've been talking about uh, the unfolding situation on Manus Island. Um, It really... um, I mean, words can't describe how Mm -hmm. disturbing the situation is. And uh, we were touching on um, some of the more inspiring elements, which have been the, uh, the rising community resistance to not only refugee detention, but also the siege on Manus, and the way that people have stepped up in solidarity and started to kind of um, do their own thing and um, these uh, decentralised actions have started to appear and pop up and we were talking about the Melbourne Cup where um, there were multiple actions throughout the day and definitely not really a centralised kind of control of what was happening
0: No, no absolutely
2: <laughs> Sure, so not only that in the last two weeks, so we talked about the cello action which was phenomenally beautiful, mm. The Melbourne Cup stuff <laughs> we're counting them up on our fingers <laughs> in the studio here <laughs> Um, but also um, in Sydney, um, a group of people um, took action there, up on the Opera House.
0: Yeah. Do you want
2: to talk through what happened there?
0: That was very brave. They 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 scaled the Opera House <laughs> as you do <laughs> on a on a Thursday morning.
2: That's well, definitely on the bucket list, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> I might do a bit more climb training first, but yeah. No, they they got up, and I think uh, they managed to get a couple of their signs up. But I, actually, from from what I heard, it was. some of the police or security staff may have actually acted a bit unsafely and and tried to chase them up there rather than wait for the appropriate search and rescue uh, kind of people to come and do that. But... Uh, it was all okay and everyone was fine, but I think there was about four people that got up the top, mm-hmm. my understanding. Yeah, just successful. Sure, yeah. and I
2: noticed that um, that came out um, via Wacker as well. Was mm. that like a centralised control thing? Like, did, does everyone in Wacker know that all these things <laughs> are happening?
0: Yeah. Um, we we have a yeah we have an awareness no so that was that was not people from Wacker, so to speak but uh, friends very much and part of the wider activist community across Australia uh, so whenever people want to do something if it's in Sydney or Brisbane we're always there to support um, and provide help in doing media media kind of work from uh, you know. Uh, down here in Melbourne, um, but any other any other ways that we can support, we're also welcome to as well, helping to plan things if needed and yeah, help out.
2: Sure, and and. And, I mean, uh, total pity the banner wasn't unfurled, but I believe Mm. it said um, Evacuate Manus Now Mm. um, in uh, kind of a tandem with the banner that had been um, unfurled in Melbourne as well. And just to, like, you know, think back to uh, the amazing action, um, must have been around 2003, where the words No War were written across the top of the sails in in huge red letters, um, you know, to... uh, Attempt such a an iconic action uh, is mm. really brave, and it still um, still sparked a lot of media attention.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that as it has to be with this situation where it's such a crisis, that it just has to continue and continue, and it can it can never um, fade away from people's consciousness until something happens. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. And um, not only that, that's the third action. Yeah, Well the third. <laughs> Cluster of actions. Cluster, yeah, in that one week, yeah. <laughs> um, but also last week on Friday, yes. um, there was another fantastic action yeah. down at um, Border Force.
0: Yeah, so that was where we decided at this point it was appropriate for us to be barricading Border Force if uh, the people in Manus are also being barricaded, um, but... We were, you know were environmentally conscious, so we uh, collected a large amount of hard rubbish um, because it was what know. a
2: community service. Yeah, I know,
0: <laughs> no. uh, and that was actually really inspiring because it was really like really rapidly like I think we came came up with the idea, I started planning it like just days in advance. Um, but people really came together, and, and I think because there's been such a momentous wave of actions, people are like, yes, absolutely, we'll come, we'll be there. Um, And, yeah, so we we popped on down to Border Force in Dockland um, Friday morning and just very politely um, arranged (laughs) several piles of furniture so that they couldn't uh, go in or out. And then we stayed there for eight hours, which is a really, really big effort and uh, it was really amazing, all the people that came down and brought a lot of good energy and yummy food and we had really wonderful conversations and I think we held the space really well. Yeah,
2: For sure I've got a little bit of audio I'm going to try and play um, mm-hmm. Of the mic check cool. um, People's microphone that you got So bear mm-hmm. with me listeners As I attempt this one
1: Is another day in hell because the detention centres because, because the, the detention centres are concentration camps are concentration camps because Peter Dutton because, because Peter, Peter Dutton is a terrorist is, is a terrorist. terrorist. We are here today. We are here today because this is Australia's mess because this is Australia's mess, mess and not a PNG matter and, and, and not a PNG. Because every person in prison on Manus and Nauru in prison on Manus and Nauru must be evacuated now. Must be evacuated now. And resettled safely. And resettled safely. We are here today. We are here today because Australian border force because Australian border force is committing crimes against humanity. It's committing crimes. because is hearts are breaking. For the men, on for the for the men, men on and the women and children are not heard. And the, the women, women and children are not heard. We are here today. We are here today because our compassion, because, because our compassion has turned to rage, and has, has turned to rage. rage. Because we will not stop. Because, because, because we, we will stop. not stop until there is justice for refugees. Until, until there is. Justice.
2: So, what we were hearing then was uh, people's microphone, uh, which is basically a call and repeat um, used by activists um, quite a lot and popularized during the Occupy movement. Um, really powerful words there. Um, sent shivers up my spine just listening. Um, how, what was it like down there?
0: Um, it was very satisfying, I think. It was it, it's like, how to sum it up in one word? No. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, to, to have, I think it's really empowering to to say like, yes, we want to do this, and to have so many people come and support what we do in terms of like everyone in our community coming along, um, but also to to see how easily, essentially, like we can really like use our people power and take up a take space um, for for such a for such a long period of time. Um, and, you know, it, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, like this is still nothing in comparison to the condition that the men in Manus are, are on. But, yeah, if we continue to keep doing these things, like we, we it's always, always really important to put a lot of pressure on these people because Border Force are obviously running the logistics mm. of um, Manus and Nauru. So, yeah, it's empowering but also like gives me a, it gives me a hunger for more, I guess. Yeah.
2: Sure, and we are in the midst of eight days of refugee solidarity at the moment, mm. and um, I know I saw a tweet go out by Whacker, mm. um, basically saying "Tag you're it." <laughs> 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 I imagine there's um, yeah. quite a few tired yeah. bodies and minds um, within the um, the beautiful people at Whacker, yeah. um, but also coming up is a another ten days of action that is. Um, Being, I think organised is the right word.
0: Instigated.
2: Instigated. Is the word I use.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah, we're instigating it. Um, Sure,
2: and that's um, Disrupt 2017. That's hashtag Hashtag Disrupt disrupt. 2017. (laughs) So
0: weird that we speak in hashtags I know. Whatever, it's the internet. Um, Yeah. Yeah, what is that? So Disrupt is, yeah, the way I see it, it's an invitation for 10 days of direct action uh, where we're encouraging people to pick your target, whoever that is. We've created a map on our website, disrupt.net.au, where where you can find a wide variety of corporate scumbags across all the fields, whether it's uh, environmental issues, animal rights, human rights, whatever um, is your kind of interest um and we're yeah inviting people to have fun and get get practice at self-organizing and doing something it can be as big or as small as as you desire it's really just about us us all coming together and taking taking the opportunity to have fun and see what it looks like when we all disrupt at the same time
2: yeah Mm. yeah for sure Mm. and um there's an amazing array. Um, the map is really, really impressive resource on mm. your website, so um, kudos.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: um, and uh, also, there's a wide variety of resources that can help people um, plan their own actions because this is really about decentralized action, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we really encourage people like, to, to remember that this isn't us organizing events for other people to come to, of course they're welcome to, um, because we'll be doing a lot of fun things, but it's really about people stepping up and doing it themselves and so we've got a lot of yeah resources on yeah how to how to organize actions how to do media all those kind of things and we're uh, and the main thing i guess about doing it is the main two things i guess to do during the period which is the 23rd of november to the 2nd of december and to use the hashtag disrupt 2017 because then we'll be able to amplify all of the actions that we do on social media and if you want you're welcome to send videos and photos of your actions to us and we can also share them on our website and facebook and youtube and blah blah
2: blah fantastic it yeah. all sounds really exciting and there's such a wide variety of tactics um mm. that people can use i mean we heard about um the cello action the mm. variety of things at melbourne cup mm. um the opera house uh, banner and mm. the border force blockade but there's also you know um things if people aren't prepared to push too far then um all sorts of um stunts and actions are welcome to take part aren't they
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and the reason I do these things is because they're really fun. Yeah, (laughs) I really like. I really have fun thinking about creative ways to make a point. So yeah, absolutely. There's so many ways you can do things for sure. And to
2: paraphrase uh, um, Emma Goldman, um, a favoured Mm. uh, uh, anarchist uh, thinker, Um, if there's no dancing in the revolution.
0: I ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with Emma,
2: yeah. Sure. Uh, so um, people can check that out on disrupt.net.au. Um, I heavily encourage anyone interested in activism to check it out. And, um and hook up with people and um, see what sort of actions that you can plan um if people are interested in finding out more about whistleblowers activists and citizens Alliance then um, they are you have, have a huge presence on Twitter um, at akawaka um, aka w a c a and also you can check them out on Facebook uh, whistleblowers activists and citizens Alliance um, and also their other website waka.net.au. We, yeah, we're all there Whoa. it's everywhere. <laughs> Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in, Tori. Um, it's been fascinating to talk through the um, amazing actions. Um, Wacker and the um, and women who, who run Wacker are really huge inspirations to me. So thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Phil. It's been fun. <laughs>
2: Excellent. So that's been another edition of Dirt Radio. Uh, we'll be back at the same time, same bad channel. Um, keep it locked to 3CR because there's heaps of good shows coming up. Up next is the Koori Survival Show. But we're gonna go out with a uh, a favoured song of mine, um, which I thought fit the mood. Um, if I can actually bring it up, and I managed to do it. Um, "Corporate Slave" by Snug.